Howdy friends and welcome back to His Redemption Roads Season 3. I am your host, Natalie. During this season, we are diving into some of the more commonly used scriptures of the Bible to put them back into their intended context and restore to them the power the Holy Spirit intended when He inspired their writing. Sprinkled in, I hope to share divine revelation, exciting testimonies, dreams, and visions that ultimately break off chains of religion in order to reveal the unfailing love of the Father. So ask the Lord to prepare the soil of our hearts to receive as we take a stroll down His redemption road. Howdy friends! Last episode was hopefully an encouragement to not quit, but rather to keep going. It is a great lead-in to today's episode about not being a double-minded person. Double-mindedness is one of the main reasons that we hop off the path that God has for us and give up too quickly. So today, we are going to dive into who is a double-minded person and how to not be double-minded. It is so very interesting to me that this episode lands smack dab in the middle of a season of Jewish High Holy Days. Rosh Hashanah began at sunset on Friday, and we are now in the middle of the days known as the Ten Days of Awe. And this all culminates with Yom Kippur. So why do I bring that up? Well, Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, and it is a time of removing any double-mindedness that we have accumulated in our hearts, minds, and actions. It is a season of reflecting on God and who He is as the Creator and who we are as creation instead of the other way around. Actually, I hear a lot of people sometimes even people who claim to be Christians, think that they are God. And we are not God. God is God, and we are His creation. We are to take note of the places that we have figuratively removed God from His rightful position on the throne of our lives and put Him back in His place of honor and reverence. So let's dive in and see what we can glean from the scriptures. James 1 verses 6 through 8 in the New King James Version says, But let him, the him is us, followers of Jesus, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So here's the word double-minded and what we're talking about today. So what is double-mindedness? According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, double-mindedness is an adjective that means 
wavering in mind, undecided, vacillating, marked by hypocrisy, and insincere. Yikes! And the Bible, the inspired holy word of God, takes the time to address a double-minded person because that is the sin that we tend to walk in. Double-mindedness. And that description is awful. I do not want to be a double-minded person. Yet, when I look back on my life, I see areas where I have been double-minded, where one minute I'm like, yes, I am doing this thing. And then the next hour I am saying, oh gosh, I'm not sure if I should do this thing. And then the next hour I'm like, no, I'm going to do this thing. So that's kind of scary because with Christ, we have to really be founded and grounded in the truth of what the word of God says. So we don't want to be wavering in mind, undecided, vacillating, marked by hypocrisy, or insincere. So going back to the verse in James 1, we see the scripture caution believers in Jesus Christ to ask of God in faith with no doubting. Now why? Well, because doubt is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Waves do not determine where they will go but rather allow the forces of the world around them to determine their strength, direction, and duration. Doubt, in essence, is a measure of unbelief. So if we ask for something, doubting, then we really do not believe that we will receive what we are asking for. A lack of faith is not always our problem. Rather, it is a measure of unbelief that we often wrestle with. We are not supposed to be tossed around like waves in the ocean. No, we are supposed to be steadfast in the direction that God has called us toward, knowing his voice, listening for it, and then obeying it in unwavering dedication and honor. So let's imagine for a moment that you are boarding an airplane and you are going to fly from New York to California. And when you board the plane, you have no doubt where your destination is and approximately when you will arrive. As long as the pilots, flight crew, and everyone else know what you know and believe what you believe, They will set their sights and instruments for that destination, and they will not change course. You will arrive in California. Now, if you board that same plane, but the pilots, crew, and air control officers all have different ideas of where that plane should be going and refuse to obey the directions given to them, then you may find yourself bouncing all over the place, going from city to city, and possibly even running the risk of running out of fuel and never making it to California, and possibly even crashing. Okay, so that's an awful example. (laughs) That's not happening today. But it gives a good visual about our direction. 
If we refuse to obey God and obey the directions given to us by the Lord and stay on the path that he has for us, then we will be bouncing around and possibly even give up or burn out without ever finishing the race that the Lord set before us. And that is a double-minded person. The next part of the scripture in James tells us what a double-minded person gets. It says, For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Whoa! A double-minded person will get nothing from the Lord in the area that they are double-minded. Why? Well, just like the pilot who disobeys and ignores directives from flight control never reaches California, a Christian who disobeys and ignores directives from the Holy Spirit will never reach their destination. They get nothing from the Lord because they are outside the thing that the Lord has for them. God is our umbrella or our banner, Jehovah Nisi, over us. And his banner over us is love. As long as we are walking under his umbrella or banner, we are walking under his love. His love and good plans for us are always there. They are over us. But they are in the correct place that he has established for us. If we choose to disobey or ignore God's voice, or the promptings of the Holy Spirit, or we just do whatever we want, then we are the ones walking out from under his umbrella or banner of love that is located in the right place. God is not removing it from us. We are walking out from under him. And in doing so, we will get wet, be tossed by the winds of the world, and get nothing in that area from the Lord because we are unstable in all our ways. So question, is it possible to be single-minded in one area with the Lord and double-minded in another area? Can we be walking in truth, light, love, and all the things that God has for us in one aspect of our life? but walking away from what God has for us in other areas? Well, I believe the answer is yes. The biggest key to not being double-minded is to take Scripture, the Word of God, the Bible, at its word. If the Bible says it, then it is true, no matter what our experiences or feelings say. If we hold firm to what God says and allow scripture to interpret scripture, that will help us to stand firm in his beliefs and not sway when our feelings, experiences, or the world tells us otherwise. So here's an example. It may be very easy for a person. Let's take one person. It may be very easy for that person to trust God in the area of their business and finances. It may be easy for them to hear the Holy Spirit's direction 
and they readily step out in faith to accomplish those things and reap the benefits in that area. They don't second guess. They don't question themselves. They pray. They ask God. God says do something and they do it. No problem. But that same person may struggle with believing that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. And if they don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today, then they are at risk of brushing off an opportunity that the Lord sets before them where walking in a particular gift is needed in that moment. Maybe God wants them to pray for someone to be healed miraculously, but since they don't believe that healing is for today, they don't do that. Or maybe God wants them to give an encouraging word to someone that's a stranger in a grocery store, and because they do not believe in the gift of prophecy, and they only believe in the written word of God, the logos, and not the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God, they pass up that opportunity and do not share that word of encouragement for that person today. So if they think that the gifts are only for a special few people, they may allow others to flow in the gifts, but never step into the gifts that God has for them. That person would be stepping out from under the umbrella or banner of love that God has for them in the area of the gifts of the Spirit. And they would be stepping under the banner of unbelief in that area. And due to that, it would be very difficult or nearly impossible for that person to receive anything from God in that area. So they may flourish in their business and their finances, easily obeying and hearing God there. But they may ignore and stay away from the gifts of the Spirit that they believe have passed away. So I want to give you a true life example from my life of a time where I was double-minded and God dealt with me with that and it caused healing in my body. So many of you know my story. I had Guillain-Barre syndrome and I woke up completely paralyzed one day. In that process, there was a time when I was in the hospital that I went completely blind and God healed my eyesight and restored me to 2010 vision. Prior to having Guillain-Barre, I did not have 2010 vision. I actually wore glasses and contacts and I needed them for reading, working on the computer, things like that. So I wore glasses, I wore contacts and I get sick. I go in the hospital, I go blind and then God heals my eyesight and he gives me 2010 vision beautiful, perfect vision. Actually, it's kind of funny because uh, out of habit, when I was recovering, I put my glasses on and I couldn't see through my glasses. And I I was telling uh, my husband, who was my fiance at the time, I'm telling him, oh gosh, I need new glasses. I can't see through these things. And it never occurred to me to take them off and just look around. Instead, I put my contacts on or my glasses on and I was having trouble seeing. So we went to the eye doctor. He was so funny and he's checking my eyes over and over again. 
And he calls me back at one point because he takes my glasses and he checks them and checks them and checks them. And he calls me back and he says, are you sure these are your glasses? And I laughed and I said, yes, those are my glasses. And he said, absolutely sure. And I said, yes, I'm absolutely sure. He said, I have checked your eyes over and over again. And I have checked your glasses over and over again. And you need to throw these away. And I said, what? He said, you have perfect vision. You have 2010 vision. And so I got to tell him my story that day of God healing my vision. But so we take that and then we fast forward many years. Um, let's see, about 15 years. Uh, I'd had perfect vision all this time. And one day my eyes start doing weird things. I would be walking or driving or reading something and my eyesight would go blurry either in one eye or in both eyes. And then I would say, you know, be healed in Jesus name and my eyesight would clear up. But this happened over and over again and it kept happening. And I was married at this time and I said to my husband, hey, uh, my eyes are acting really weird. I wonder if I need to get them checked out. And then I would say, but... I hesitate because God healed my eyes and what God heals, he heals completely. And so I would go back and forth and I would never make that appointment with the eye doctor. But every time my eyes went blurry or did something strange, I would, I would question myself and think, do I need to go to the doctor? And I would voice that to my husband. And then I would say, no, but what God heals, he heals completely. And so I was wrestling. I was, I was double-minded. And instead of putting the stake in the ground and saying, absolutely not, I am completely healed. I vacillated back and forth. And I did this for almost a year. So we had a friend who is an eye doctor, a very well-known, very amazing eye doctor. And Finally, I told my husband, I said, look, do you think it would hurt if I called him? Would I be disobeying God? I don't want to go and have my eyes checked, but I want to call him and talk to him. Well, this man is not a Christian. And I, I decided to, to call him and speak to him. But before I called him, I prayed to the Lord and I said, God, please use this man to speak into this situation for me. I prayed I called him. He was so kind. He took my phone call. I told him the entire story of wearing glasses, going blind, God healing me, giving me 2010 vision, all the way up to what had been happening for a year with my eyes. And he said to me, well, it sounds like God's got this under control. You're going to be fine. And I said, oh, wow, thank you. And then I hung up on him. The reason I hung up on him is because I knew that was God speaking to him and through him. And I did not want him to backpedal and say anything else. Typically, an eye doctor would say something like, well, why don't you just come in and let me take a look? I mean, we lived near him. We knew him. We were friends. That would have been a very logical and easy thing. But instead, he said, God's got this. Sounds like you're going to be just fine, you know? And so I took that and I praised God and I thanked him. And then one day I was driving and my eyes started to act goofy. But I had decided in my heart that if that happened again, I would not be double-minded. 
I was going to stand on the word of God. And I yelled. There was no one else in the car with me. And I yelled. To, I said, Satan, you are a liar. Get out of here. What God heals, he heals completely. And I will have perfect vision until the day I die. Now get out in Jesus' name. My eyes instantly cleared up. This was about four years ago, five years ago now. And I have not had eye trouble ever since. So the moment I chose to not be double-minded and stand on the word of God and proclaim the stripes of Jesus, Jesus's blood over me in true, true holiness, not just saying it over and over again, not just quoting something I'd heard, but it was true. It was a stake in the ground in my heart. When I finally stood on that and established it, my eyes were healed. So friends, let's not be double-minded people in any area the word of God tells us is true for us. Rather, let us believe the things God says. Let's place a stake in the ground to keep our eyes and focus on the truth of Jesus, who is the truth. Truth is a person. It is Jesus. So that all other earthly truths that fall short of the truth of who Jesus is, that those things are revealed as a lie. And let us walk steadfastly in him. In this season of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I am asking God to ignite a deeper awe of himself and his truths in my life. I am asking God to search my heart to see if there be any wicked or double-minded ways in it. Just like Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24, the King James Version says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This verse says for God to search our hearts and to see if there be any wicked way in us, which presumes that there can also be non-wicked ways in us at the same time. Oftentimes, we don't recognize the areas that we are double-minded. We have to look to the scriptures. We have to ask each other and we have to ask God. And he is faithful to point those out to us so that we can change and become single-minded. So my prayer is Psalm 51.10 and the New King James Version. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. May this also be your prayer. So in your not quitting and you're staying the course and pressing on, also seek to be single-minded so that it is much easier to keep your eye on the kingdom goal. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are truth and that we can set our feet and our hearts firmly on you, grounded and established 
that we can be single-minded in the things that you have for us. We do not have to be tossed to and fro by the winds of the world. We do not have to be divided, uncertain, standing firm in one area and then falling apart in another. But God, we can keep our eyes steadfast on you and we can finish the race and complete the course that you have set before us. God, show us where we need to release double-mindedness and where we need to plant our belief and our faith firmly in you and in your word. We praise you, Lord. Go with us this week and help us to be an encouragement to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and share this podcast with a friend. Also, if you haven't checked them out, go take a look at my books on Amazon. One is my memoir about being healed from Guillain-Barre syndrome called Healing Wings. And the other is a couple's marriage workbook called The Mission of Marriage. More books will be coming soon. You can stay connected with me on Facebook or Instagram at His Redemption Road. Have an amazing week in the Lord and be blessed everywhere you go.